Let's fucking do this. Welcome to So Bad It's Bad, the podcast that, well, I, I don't know what, we need a tagline. Um, the podcast that takes terrible ideas and makes them worse. I mean, our 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 episode, the problem that we, we can't have a tagline is our the name of our podcast is the tagline. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I like, I, so, so far, I, uh, my favorite one is uh, So Bad It's Bad, the podcast that takes the brain out of brainstorming. I like that. I think that's pretty good. Okay. So that that's on our shirt. Um, everybody can go and buy our, our merchandise. Uh, we'll uh, go on the website um, or uh, on our... Um, I, I like that. Very good. Our, our Twitter page, and we'll give you the link to, to buy our sweet-ass sweet merch, everybody. But welcome. Uh, thank you for tuning in yet again. My name is John Lester, and I am your super sweet co-host. And I am Sonesh Chenani, and I am... Uh worldly and jaded and cynical uh that's the kind of co-host i am um so sony do you know what gpt2 is i'm gonna guess by your jaded silence the answer is no (laughs) no i do not all right so this was a big big deal in recent months in the artificial intelligence community Um, also in addition to being a podcast about bad ideas, it's also a podcast about the artificial intelligence community and their little, uh, struggles and sagas and dramas. Uh, and, and so GPT-2 is an algorithm, uh, that basically creates prose. It writes prose. You give it a little bit of a starter and then it basically continues. Okay. I've, Uh, I've, I'm, I'm aware, I'm not familiar with GPT-2, but I've yeah. read books on kind of, you know, the Turing tests and things like that. So I'm familiar with, right. with this. Right. So it's not, it's not really interactive. You don't just like, it's not a chat bot, but it's instead you give it like, yeah, you give it a couple sentences yeah. or a paragraph. It writes like, you know, several more paragraphs yeah. or however much you want. Um, it was so good at writing, convincing human seeming written stuff that the researchers refused to release the actual full strength version of this. Um, because they thought it could instantly be used by like bad agents, like these Russian, uh, you know, um, persuasion mills uh, to instantly flood all of social media with essays, like millions and millions of essays. Wow. Uh, uh, basically, you know, that seem like they're written from every point of view. So, so basically, uh, it's it's just slightly cheaper than hiring thousands of Ukrainian teenagers. Which is probably, probably, okay, okay. that's probably right. So uh, you can, however, they did release a slightly dumbed down version. So it's not as good as the full version, which kind of, um, uh, apart from some logical gaps, is apparently incredibly convincing. But but uh, you can now go online to talktotransformer.com, I think. Okay. Um, and you put in like a little whatever you want uh, in terms of, you know, the... Uh, like a little starter and it says complete text and boom, it completes it for you. So I figured we need some, some, some buzz. And so I thought we could use this 
even though slightly dumbed down, artificial intelligence writer to write some buzz for us on the podcast. I love here. it. I think it's a great idea. Also, okay. also, let's be honest. We don't have funds to hire a human. So we don't. We don't. We have so no funds. We have the lowest funds you could have for this. I mean, I think I think free. If we can get free AI to be our interns and do yeah. publicity for us, I am I am totally on board. I would like the eventually the AI to do the actual fucking podcast for us. Oh, I think amazing. that would be an improvement in, in a lot of ways. Uh, so, all right. So, so here's, I, I just put in a couple sentences, give this a trial run. So I'll, I'll read the feedback I got. Um, so I put in, welcome to so bad. It's bad. The podcast takes terrible ideas and makes them worse. John and Sonesh take the brain out of brainstorming comma. And then the algorithm said, turning one of the most important aspects of our culture into a dull exercise in distraction. What? That's amazing. Yeah. So it it kind of gets us it, I, on a pretty fundamental well, level. That is awesome. We have lived up to our, our podcast is truly so simplistic. Yeah. That yeah. after one sentence, it got it. That's pretty awesome. So, and the nice thing is you can just keep hitting the complete text button and it'll just oh. keep giving you new things, right? So the same prompt, John and Sonesh take the brain out of brainstorming, comma, and then the computer says, and makes it interactive. Interactive in ways you'll never guess. It's great for you, but it's so much nicer when you understand that this time something will be different. Uh, but I want to know what's different. What's different this time? I would like to know fucking too. I'm doing the podcast and I don't know what's different. It's uh, yeah. This is um, amazing. All right. So I put in a different prompt. Sonesh Chainani and John Lester have created a masterpiece period. Right. So that's what I give it as a starter. The computer then writes, this is the third part in the series of series about a group of people from the West Indian subcontinent. There it is mentioned that in our generation, we do not have the knowledge that we did. This is an example of how our ignorance has come. Wow. I'm, yeah, swing and a miss on this one. I think bit, you're, you're, you know, they were they were one, you know, because I'm I'm Indian. If if it had said yes. East if it had said East Indian subcontinent, we would have been <laughs> we would have been close, right? It would have been so, like maybe it's about me and my heritage. But so I yeah, it was a close one. Again, same same prompt as last time. I give it another try. Sonesh Chainani and John Lester have created a masterpiece and the AI says, in the style of the best 60s, 70s, 80s film songs, they make it feel like you're flying a spaceship and blasting your way to a beautiful but never-ending space. As far as I can tell, they're the only three guys on Earth who can do this. You've got one of them, and then the other three. So in the end, it's actually a battle to the death with some very clever, sneaky twists on the rules. Now, this is maybe the most accurate one. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that is, if we could live up to that description of our podcast, Agreed. fuck, that would I, be amazing. I also love, they're the only three guys on earth who can do this. And then the <laughs> next sentence is, you've got one of them, and then the other three. That's really good. <laughs> okay, uh, it's pretty It's pretty amazing. We can do this all day. Uh, we'll, maybe we'll come back to this. Uh, let's let's do what we came here for and, and actually brainstorm some terrible ideas instead of turning over all our work uh, to the computer. Okay, let's start off with a category of TV. Now, I I want to do something a little bit different with this one. It's less a let's a request for brainstorming help and more like something that already exists 
but I think has been unfairly forgotten. And so, Nash, as a Miami resident, I think this is really going to resonate for you. Okay. Have you ever heard of a TV show called Ocean Ave? Ocean Ave. Not the, not the new show Ocean Drive. It is not the new show Ocean Drive. Okay. Ocean Ave. Uh, nope. Uh, was on the air, sort of, in a real fucking sort of way, between 2002 and 2003 okay. on Swedish TV. Okay. okay. So it's a Swedish, basically low-budget soap opera, but it was uh, set and filmed in Miami, Florida. I'm sorry. How low-budget is it if a Swedish film crew is going to Miami, Florida to film something? <laughs> I don't know. It's, wow. Uh, yeah, so I'm just I'm just gonna lay down some info from Wikipedia uh, here. Uh, the series was made for Swedish TV4, where it was moved from early primetime to middays due to bad ratings. Okay. No American or international network or channel picked up the series. The main cast included only five Swedish actors. Two other Swedish actors were seen in minor roles. Wow. Uh, dialogues were in both Swedish and English, with the hopes to sell the series internationally. All right, now this is where it gets real fucking nuts. 130 episodes were filmed, an what? hour long each. What? 130 hours of this motherfucking terrible in, in one, Swedish sitcom. In one year? Miami. In one year? Yes! Oh. Yes! I, I don't even know what to say. I've never heard of it. How, uh, how did you find out about this? I don't want to give I away trade secrets. I have no idea. I have no idea. It, we were supposed to record this like two months ago, and I knew then, and it is lost to time. Wow. As far as I know, I'm the only person, apart from these five Swedish actors, who now knows this thing exists. But here, here is my point. The if, worst part if, is you've now said this on a recorded podcast, so I can't go to Facebook and Instagram tomorrow and be like, I mean, I discovered the wackest TV show all on my own because I'm that kind of person. Oh, God. So uh, it's on IMDb, okay. so it at least kind of exists there, where it's got a sweet uh, 2.3 out of 10 stars. Jesus Christ. On, yeah, it's really, really uh, that's, well. That's, I think well I think Leprechaun Part 3 has maybe a higher one, and that's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Ocean App. A cop working on the case of a serial killer targeting prostitutes must deal with his own secrets being exposed. Okay, well, I, they seem to have misunderstood the confines of what an appropriate low-budget show in Sweden should entail, okay? <laughs> what, it should not en- so what it should not entail is a full-time film crew and foreign actors in Miami, Florida, which is where I live in possibly one of the most expensive cities in the United States. They should also probably not do something that involves detectives, serial killers, bodies, prosthetics, you know, as often that's, you know, uh, it, it just... Doesn't seem like a, a well thought out, low budget TV show. Would you agree? <laughs> I mean, yes, of course. I mean, how how do you like? How does this get made? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, we're also oh, we're God, also not it. Swedish, so you know, it's it's <laughs> it's hit and miss, right? Like they took some risks. We got ABBA. We got Ingmar Bergman. Good. Yeah. But, you, know, you know, not everything they do is. Abunning Mark Bergman, right? They have their own misses. This is a swing and a miss. It is. So Aqualum is a user on on the IMDb website. Back in September 2002, left this review. Eh, this is just bad. 
bad. <laughs> Awful actors, all of them. The writing doesn't exactly draw outside the lines of the how to write your own crappy soap coloring book. The cameraman seems to be searching his pockets for something while at the same time operating the camera. I, I, I want to know what that looks like. Like, I'm picturing he drops the camera and you hear someone go, oh, shit, and, like, rifle for change. <laughs> so I so here here is my pitch. Let's bring back Ocean Ave. Sure. Let's bring it back. I mean, if this thing could get made once, it could get rebooted. It's time for an Ocean Ave reboot. I, I think, yes. I also think it sounds based on this. There could be almost like a mystery science theater kind of thing. You could also just reshow 130 hours with commentary. Oh, that's a good call. You know what I mean? I like that. Because, I mean, let's, well, be, that's a let's good be honest. Idea, I'm though. all for remaking it, but 130 fucking hours of this thing exists, right? <laughs> all right, I'm putting in. I'm putting in the first sentence of the uh, plot uh, description to our AI little robot oh, yeah. here. What does it say? Uh, so the first sentence from Wikipedia, the plot description is: Soap opera actor Timothy Adams plays cop Tom O'Keefe. God, I love the idea of a Swedish actor playing someone named Tom O'Keefe who is working on the case of a prostitute murdering serial killer. All right, we hit the button. Uh, the AI says a woman of the cloth has found an accused murderer in the wrong place at the wrong time. A woman of the cloth? <laughs> so O'Keefe is not the only movie star to try for career and money in soap operas, with Pushing Daisy star Liza Minnelli working on her next film at the peak of her career. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like how the AI was kind of progressive. It's like, yeah, women should, women should be allowed to, you know, evangelize. Pretty cool. Oh, God. I hit generate another, and the AI robot came through with a full-fledged pitch. Okay. Actor Tommy, Timothy Adams plays cop Tom O'Keefe, who is working on the case of prostitute murdering, murdering serial killer. Now the robot comes up with this. And it comes from O'Keefe, who's now married to Amy, the wife of a serial killer. Seth MacFarlane and his wife, Mindy Kaling, will both star in the movie. Uh, wow. Yeah. A week ago, I got an email from someone calling me, asking me about this murder. In his email, the caller described an area of Manhattan, and the caller's wife called into the news station telling them about a serial killer who has stalked the neighborhood. I'm 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 still stuck on the chemistry between Seth MacFarlane and Mindy Kaling. <laughs> well, as you know, they're a real life couple, according to this AI bot, um, and they will both star in this movie. They've been attached. I think when I typed that, I think when the computer put that onto the webs, they are uh, uh, per contract attached to this production. We've uh, the, to the reboot, wow. so that's very exciting for everybody. All right, Ocean App. I'm thinking Netflix. Uh, but maybe it's an HBO production. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking it's Sci-Fi Channel at night, but okay. I mean, either way, uh, you can get at us. At uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, so bad it's Badcast. Uh, hit us up there. Uh, we we love to talk terms. Okay, moving on. Let's do a little. Let's let's go back to our our, our what I'm starting to think of as our our kind of uh, favorite hunting ground, Reddit. And and this person uh, from Reddit needs help. Uh, they posted this in the in the uh, in the witchcraft okay. uh, subreddit. All right. I know I know I'll you're on there a lot, so <laughs> I, I, I do I do like I do every, like these witchcraft. We, you know, as a John and I did along with 
four other lovely ladies in college had a weekly ritual of watching the TV show Charmed, featuring Parker Posey, Shannon. I don't. No, not no, Parker not Par- Posey. Wasn't she one of them? No. Well, she is now. Now she is. It was Parker Posey, Seth MacFarlane. No, no, who was it? It was Shannon someone. No, no, it was uh, no, it was Shannon, Shannon Doherty and Mindy and Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane was the third witch for sure. Yeah, that's right. That's 100% what we used to watch in college. It was called Ocean <laughs> Ave Magic Edition. It was amazing. I highly recommend it. Okay. All right, back back to this poor uh, uh, person's post on Reddit. Help brainstorming uh, tarot questions for ritual tomorrow? Question mark. So tomorrow I'm doing a full day ritual thing to top off the week long prayer altar consecration I've been doing. Natch, I decided to do a novena, pray the Santa Muerte Rosary once an hour for nine hours. God damn, nine Jesus. hours! I can't do anything for nine hours. No. And in between each rosary, do one tarot reading to communicate with Santa Muerte and use the following rosary as a chance to meditate further on the meaning of the answer. I don't, I don't know what that nope. means. I need some help brainstorming questions, though. Anyone willing to help me out? I've already asked her how to better serve her and got a snarky, you already know sort of answer. So that question's right out. Who's her? Santa Muerte? Yeah, you got it. That, she already so, said, you already know, so, girlfriend. So Santa Muerte is snarky. The, yeah. the very serious figure of Mother of Death on the tarot card is kind of like a 13-year-old girl, basically. I would I would think so. Okay. I mean, uh, based on based on the communications this person has already gotten from her. So, yeah. But, but – Let's, apart from the question of how to better serve this snarky, uh, scary uh, death figure, um, what, what should, what kind of questions, what kind of questions? You know, I think, I think we'd, we'd want to get to know her better, like a toilet paper roll over or under. I mean, uh, can you imagine the disappointment you've spent like fucking nine hours, like getting set up to serve this like greater being and you find out she does the toilet paper fucking under. Who does Can that? you imagine? Have you, I don't know if I've ever equipment. met an under. Have you? I, I've seen people carelessly do under and I've confronted them about it and they're like, oh, does it matter? Yeah. Which is just the craziest thing Agreed. ever. Agreed. How could it not matter? I, I guess How so I guess I'd want to know like what, what bands, like, you know, what, what, what was the last concert she saw? You want to see her MySpace profile. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. No, no, you know, because she's all, hey, I'm Gravitas, I'm Santa Morte. But then she's like, you know, bitch, right? I mean, I'm just, I kind of want to know what's going on there. Problems at home. Yeah. So I think we need to update it a little bit, though. Here's what I would do. What about this? What about you go on eHarmony, you create a new account, and you just ask her all the questions that come through. Let's let's get let's get little Santa a little date. I would love to see who she got matched up with. That's true. So, what do you have examples of eHarmony questions? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I mean, I imagine it's things like toilet paper over or under. Who is married to Seth MacFarlane? It's questions like that. Yeah, that's fair. That that seems reasonable. (laughs) Um, Yeah. God. 
I just can't, I cannot get over the disappointment I would feel if she was a toilet paper under and I'd spent nine hours meditating. Wait, but you know, let's back up. I can't believe the disappointment I get if I spend nine hours communing to be in touch with death herself. Yeah. And fair. the first thing she says to me is, you already know it gets snarky. <laughs> right? Like, that's disappointing right there. Yeah, it's fair. It, you know, I mean, let's, uh, you know, I, she I, that would be a disappointment from the start. Um, um, okay. Yeah. We, I think we should table this and move on yeah. to um, okay. our next segment. Because I, okay. I, I just don't know how much farther we're going to get with coming up with questions for Santa Morte, given that she's clearly jaded herself and just yeah. not not ready for this. I mean, she she might make the uh, she might be the third podcaster uh, they're talking about exactly off. exactly. She, okay. she was Good definitely call. one of the witches. It was Shannon Doherty, Seth MacFarlane, <laughs> and Santa and Morte, death. and death, and death, amazing. Okay, what do we got next? Okay, so one of our next segments is something that we do. I we try to do every podcast. It's a celebrity uh, kind of career plan, celebrity rehab idea. Uh, in this case, I I got a little sidetracked because. The career itself was so much crazier than I thought. Uh, so we'll probably spend more time on just bio and, you know, less time on, you know, what what our future celebrity could do. And by future celebrity, I'm, of course, referring to Mr. Wesley Snipes. Wesley No Tech Snipes. Do I have that right? You Is do. And we'll be deal? hearing about that. Okay. So okay. Mr. Snipes. Uh, We'll call him Wesley. I, I feel comfortable calling him Wesley. His yeah. debut was in the 1986 Goldie Hawn movie, Wildcats, which is I awesome. love that movie. It's such a great movie. But that was his first role, okay? And then from then what? on, isn't that crazy? He was he like was discovered at some performance, like play or so, I don't know, or singing or something, and they just cast him in Wildcats. He had never been in anything before then. So then, anyway, his next role was in the Miami Vice as a drug-dealing pip. He was in the Martin Scorsese music video for Bad. Did you know that? Michael Jackson music video, what? Bad? I then, know that. then Spike Lee saw him, and then he became kind of amused to Spike Lee, most notably yeah. in Jungle Fever and probably his biggest yeah. blockbusters and what a lot of people remember him for. White Man Can't Jump. Yes, right. exactly. And, of course, Blade. I mean, he is the title yeah. character. He is Blade. So I mean he had a pretty good career. He he had a pretty good career for a while. I mean, like everyone knew who he was, whereas our kids and millennials are not gonna know who Wesley's name is. No, no idea. No. So this is one of my favorite tangents. Uh in the late 1990s, he and his brother started a security firm called the Royal Guard of Amun Ra. Okay. Nice. A little Egyptian theme. Totally. Dedicated to providing VIPs with bodyguards trained in law enforcement. <laughs> uh martial arts so basically you're like whitney houston i'm gonna get you an amin Ra bodyguard and he's like a nubian prince who's a black belt in this thing okay that's like what they did okay why if you seriously you couldn't come up with somebody else that needs a bodyguard she's dead but she was in the movie i was trying to be a little bit on the nose i guess it's the lowest hanging fruit ever <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Well okay, she was. Uh, he was investigated in 2000 because of this for alleged ties to the United Nuwabian Nation of Moors. 
Do you know about this? I don't know about this. This no. turns out um, the leader was later. It was basically a um, he was a African man who ran this weird cult of uh, I don't know how to describe it, but he was sentenced to 135 years in prison. His name was Dwight York, and the Southern Poverty Law Center said it was a hate group, and he was described in the New York Times as a black supremacist cult leader. Okay. So anyway, he had bought all this. Wesley had huh. bought land in Putnam, Georgia, to start this Royal Guard of Amun Ra. But anyway, everything was shut down because of his affiliation with this uh, clearly insane black cult leader. Okay. Okay. So Wesley Snipes himself got in a lot into kind of pan-Islamism and black activism, which is cool. Which is not so cool was apparently he was absolutely insane uh, on set and to deal with. He was, used to punch people. Yeah, a lot of kind of minor arrests. Uh, this is my favorite one sentence in Wikipedia. It was a one sentence paragraph, which is awesome. It just said, in 2005, Snipes was in negotiations to fight Fear Factor host Joe Rogan. <laughs> that's, the, I love, that's an amazing sentence. Listen, listen, I will fight Joe Rogan, but only if the terms are right. <laughs> also, this was 14 years ago. That has not been updated. Joe Rogan clearly does not host Fear Factor anymore. Wesley Snipes has since spent time in jail. Uh, and there's just no, it doesn't, I just wanted a sentence that said that never happened. But it just, if I feel like there's, I feel like the lack of that is some kind of optimism, right? The writer was yeah. like, I'm just not going to end this because we never know. <clears throat> So it's, it's an open-ended negotiation. It's, continuing. Okay. it's, it's the longest boxing contractual negotiation <laughs> in history. Okay. So in 2006, and the re reason a lot of us know Wesley Sipes now is kind of a punchline is he was charged with tax fraud, including false amended returns, using false tax refunds. He didn't file tax returns. And he was up at one point for like 15 or 20 years, but he was actually sentenced to 3.5 years, which is still quite of a lot, you know. He said he was yeah. a scapegoat, but, you know, when you look at the gravity of the things he did, he didn't file, not, not just pay, he didn't file tax returns from 1999 to 2005, okay? And the other thing is, he didn't do this alone. A lot of people are like, oh, he needed an accountant. He had an accountant. He just had the wrong accountant. His accountant is now in jail till 2026, <laughs> Yeah, that's not helpful. No, because his accountant was one of those anti-tax kind of ones who thought there was a constitutional basis for not paying taxes. Um, yeah. But, you know, yeah, they, they don't do no, that well. it, it doesn't work that way. If you think you found an exception in the rules, they don't really care. Um, I went to law school for that, for that wisdom. Um, okay, so... He, he has no Hollywood career anymore. His career's kind of been shot. But he's out of jail. He's, he's out, out of, of jail. He's out of jail. He, absolutely. He's out of jail. He's hanging out. So I was thinking, you know, he needs a little bit of rehabbed image because everyone knows him now as the tax criminal, right? Yeah. So I thought maybe he could be in a movie where instead of being like Blade or something kind of crazy, he could just be like a mild-mannered accountant who, like, follows the rules. Ah, like, like he could be, he could be like a whistleblower accountant, or he could, you, yes. you know what I mean? Um, alternatively, yes. he could actually himself become an accountant. Like, Kim Kim Kardashian, you know, just is uh, taking the California bar. Wesley Slipes can take the, uh, he can become a CPA, he can take an accountant, and he can become a spokesperson for H&R Block. 
Wouldn't you love to have Wesley Snipes as a spokesperson for H and R Block, right? That would be pretty amazing. I would like that. You know, a lot. I, I had Blade went to jail. Don't be like Blade. Be like an accountant. <laughs> that that's pretty good. Okay, I, 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 that's pretty good. Yeah, I he he. I, I think I think he has potential. And the 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 crazy thing, he clearly is very talented. I mean, all his whack stuff aside. He was good in the Spike Lee movie. Dude, I love those fucking Blade movies. Oh, yeah, Blade's I, awesome. I mean, the Spike Lee stuff. Blade's awesome, but I'm saying I mean, even, even in, like, Jungle Fever, which is some serious acting, yeah. he, he's good. He's yeah. good. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I. so I don't know about him becoming an accountant. <laughs> that was – honestly, that was my preferred method of uh, – the- I mean, that – uh, that's a high bar uh, for uh, for Mr. Snipes to clear. But I think playing a mild mannered accountant Correct. is a pretty Correct. good deal. Or someone someone who follows the rules and the rules get him somewhere. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Um, maybe he is. Maybe it turns out he's the accountant for the serial killer in the reboot of Ocean Ave. <laughs> so he is just... He doesn't realize it, but he finds out he's doing the books for a serial killer on the reboot of Ocean Ave. Yeah, there's and then there's yes, definitely potential yes, for work. Ocean Ave crossover with this one for sure. Yeah, a big time, big time. Um, also, Charmed crossover. I think you know. Uh, let's go back to all the wells. <laughs> I think witches need a an accountant. He could just make a whole. Here's what I like. I would like him to get retypecast as only playing accountants from now on. Like just 30 years, the next 30 years, just increasingly gray-haired accountant roles. By the way, I I just came up with a crossover between our witchcraft, um, the, you know, woman from earlier and H&R. I think she should be on an H&R block ad where she's doing some (laughs) ceremony. And then a very mild-mannered guy in a blue shirt and khaki pants says, witches need accountants too. And then, like, talks about, you know what I mean? Wouldn't that be amazing? I, think I, would. I would like it. H&R Block uh, is not yet a sponsor of the program, but we are uh, very hopeful uh, that uh, by next episode they will have listened to this. H&R Block, get at us. Uh, at So Bad It's Bad cast on, on the Twitterverse. Uh, hit us up. We are uh, very reasonable people. Um, we won't do the Wesley Snipes, like, uh, Joe Rogan negotiation routine. Yeah, it'll only, it'll only take seven years. Yeah, exactly right. All right. As of now, we, we are not, frankly, paid uh, by anybody to do this. Um, we don't uh, do any paid advertising. Instead, uh, we ask listeners to consider giving a little bit of support to some sort of charity or nonprofit that's making the world a better place. And uh, the nonprofit I wanted to highlight this week is called Homeboy Industries. Homeboy Industries provides hope, training, support, to formerly gang-involved and previously incarcerated men and women, allowing them to redirect their lives and become contributing members of their community, provides a safe haven to at-risk kids and community members, fosters creativity, wellness, and empowerment through educational programs and sustainable farming, nutrition, movement, yoga, and the arts. Um, so please go to homeboyindustries.org and give there. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's uh, my jam. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's an amazing organization. I heard about it actually from um, our favorite uh, Buddhist nun, uh, Pima Chodron, uh, who's a big supporter of it. Um, awesome. So please uh, consider uh, stopping by homeboyindustries.org 
and uh, and giving a little bit to make the world a better place. But wait, before we right. get to the next one, did I ever tell you that I read somewhere yeah. and I, I think it's great. It's like there are only, uh, it's my motto, there are only two rules in life. One, don't be an asshole. Two, help people. Isn't that great? I think That's it's good. good. I like uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you, do you spew that no. at your kids? I'm, I'm working on, I, I got, I'm, I'm pretty good with two, but w- one I'm working on. Yeah, that's fair. Well, well, here's, here's our attempt to help people. By the Again, way, th- I do not this- count this podcast as any kind of service activity. So I just want to make that very sure. clear. You should brother. You should. Uh, Cause we're about to help okay. this person right here. Again, on the uh, Reddit platform and the divorce subreddit. Oh, yeah. Yep, there is, there's this person who needs help, this woman. Help, ideas to find my spouse's laundered and hidden money. My spouse has hidden tons of money through laundering and other devious business tactics. I'm absolutely getting screwed after a 30-year marriage, where I was a stay-at-home parent to five children and never, ever involved in any of the business. I haven't worked in 30 <laughs> years, and I'm getting royally shafted. We own three houses. One was our residence, and the others are rentals. We have multiple cars and a nice lifestyle, (laughs) yet he claims to only make $60,000 a year. I admit I am foolish and naive, but that's beside the point. How can I figure out where his money has been hidden? He has multiple businesses registered, and I'm sure he flows money through them. What types of strategies do people like this use? Where do they hide the money? How can I find hidden bank accounts? How can I figure out what credit cards he has? To catch a fox, you have to think like a fox. I've run out of ideas, and I'm hoping Reddit can get crafty. I hired a forensic accountant, was told that there are some stones better left unturned. So let me just reread that <laughs> sentence. I've hired a forensic accountant, but was told that there are some stones better left unturned. By the unturned. way, the person she asked was someone hired by her ex-husband pretending to be a forensic accountant. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that Definitely was a paid actor, for sure. Yeah, 100%. That was fucking Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Uh, doing under like oh, uh, undercover God. work, like yeah. Oh God, that's right. Okay, that's, so, that's so let, let's just. I I have so much to say about this. I don't even know where to start. But I, I'm just going to go through it kind of chronologically. But I think the most obvious okay, one sure. is that she answers her own questions, where she's like, "Where do my spouse hidden tons of money through laundering?" And she talks about how the money's laundered. I think it's in his pockets. I think it's in laundry. <laughs> she literally wrote, nice, help to find my spouse's laundered money. My spouse has hidden money through laundering. It, it's there. It's all there, baby. It's in the pockets. It's in his pants. It's in the shirts. I I love the idea that if she just looked through his closet, she would find like $200,000 in bills. Okay. Uh, I uh, mean, is that where I should be keeping also, my money? Also, you know, I... I I don't want to shame her, but you know, feminism kind of happened. So the the stay at home parent to five kids with never ever involved in any of the businesses and never knew what my spouse was up to. I mean, you know, he clearly was a control freak with issues, but you know, she, she yeah maybe could have tried to ask or been interested in her finances. Yeah, and I also yeah. I also love so... the, one of my favorite sentences is. I admit I am foolish and naive, but that's beside the point. It's it's not. That's exactly the point. 
Like it's yeah. that's kind of not yeah. right. If you had not been foolish and naive, you would have figured this out. Also, I love the idea that there's a, a how-to manual on how to launder money. Right? <laughs> I'm sure there is. I'm sure it's also terrible. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I I don't know what's happening here. So I do let, feel I do feel right, bad let, for her because she clearly is absolute like the knowledge that she's not had for the last thirty years. She now suddenly has to come up with real quick, yeah. you know, and that's tough. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, let's try and help her out. So let let's put ourselves in the position of yeah. sketchy dude, lots of uh, cash yeah. that needs to be hidden. How would we go about doing it? Like, if you were in that position, what? Oh, I, I I know exactly what I would do because because I'm a lawyer. I would I would hire a lawyer. That like yeah. the first thing I would do is hire okay. a corporate or tax lawyer. So there's going to be he's going to have entities. See, because in the U.S. you can look stuff up on states and state registry. He's going to have Grand Cayman, Bermuda, uh, maybe Jamaica. How's that song go? Um, Grand Cayman. So it's Jamaica. Uh, Aruba, Jamaica, all, all the tax-free havens. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly right. Um, so her best option. This is not something she can do alone, right? It's not that even if she has access to his laptop and stuff. If the money's, I mean, you know, look at all our rich politicians and stuff. You know, I mean, how it's pretty hard to figure all that stuff out. And they have they give us the documents, and we still don't know what's happening, right? Blind trusts, uh, other, you know. In, income that's taxed in other jurisdictions. So I, she so needs a professional. Here, here. I, so that all makes a ton of sense. Let me pitch you something else, though. All right. Okay. What if uh, you invest first in some land, right? Could be, could be anywhere. Let's okay. say, for sake of discussion, it's in Putnam County, Georgia. And then you use that okay. land to create a company that provides VIPs with bodyguards. That are trained in <laughs> law enforcement martial arts, right? Uh, and then you just protect the shit out of Whitney Houston and stash all your money on her. I think that is a pretty good plan. Fair enough. So basically, you think Mrs. Wesley Snipes has written this? Uh, Wesley, Wesley, hi. <laughs> She's like. She's like, what? Maybe that's what happened. Maybe, maybe Wesley went to jail. She's getting screwed after marriage because he went to jail, and she Wesley, has to figure out what uh, to do. I found, I found some, I found <laughs> some money in your pocket, but it's only, it's only like two hundred thousand okay. dollars. Also, I still can't get over the line. I've hired a forensic <laughs> accountant. Their job is literally to uncover stones. <laughs> That, that other people have left and turned. That's all they do. So either either she's not telling the truth and pretending she asked one when she did not, or she really asked a plant, like someone who is pretending hey, to be a forensic lady, accountant to confuse her. Uh, look, I've, I've been through a lot of I've been through a lot of bad accounts. <laughs> she's like presence. Wesley. Is that you? Uh, no, I've seen, I've seen a lot of terrible things, but but this one, no, nah, you don't you don't want to open up that Excel. That's the last thing you want to do. You, that you Amazing. open up that Excel, it'll 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 open <laughs> up a, a bunch of spam. Do you know what else you shouldn't do? Do not Google search him. <laughs> it's it's scary. Just better to not do that. Stay off the divorce subreddit. It's a lot of bad people out there. Exactly. Do, you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to research this too heavily. I'm a forensic accountant. My name's Steve. <laughs> 
I hope it can serve you again. Thank you. Uh, let, let's uh, skip to our, our last one in the interest of time. Uh, our, la our last uh, kind of little Reddit question. Um, and this comes from the ever popular subreddit of sex. It's posted by Hi Love You. And Hi Love You asks, would you have sex in the following places if you were asked? Brainstormed ideas for places to have sex. Wait, you brainstormed these or these were ones no, listed? These are all in the question. Okay. These are all in the question. So I, just, I so here's a few. There's a, like a, like a bazillion of them. Okay. Right? Uh, at an illegal keg party in Mexico. Wait, Mexico or New Mexico? New Mexico. All right, fine. It says New Mexico, but uh, I think Mexico would be better. I agree a hundred percent. That's why I, I'm down with Mexico. I am not down with New Mexico. I'll, I mean, Santa Fe is fine, but I don't want to. I'm. A, I hear illegal keg party, and I'm thinking Albuquerque. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. In a video game that let's hypothetically is called Arcore Online. I yeah, sure. No consequences. Problem. No STDs. Yeah. I'm down. On top of the huge leaf of ancient tree, eighty feet from the ground, the leaf is strong enough to hold. <laughs> so. There, no, there. I don't. I don't like heights. How about you? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, it doesn't. I mean, maybe it's strong enough to hold, but uh, yeah. So uh, it could. Uh, it, yeah, the surface could be rough. Uh, inside a hardcore marijuana plant. Well, I don't know what that means. I do, I don't know either. But yes, okay. During all of these are part of the question, mind you. During. <laughs> An airplane flight to Israel. Okay. I love this one so much. because It's very specific. That's what I like. It's like you could tell the person thought there was something more taboo than if you were going to, I don't know, France or Greece, right? <laughs> they're, they're trying to make it just by putting it in Israel. It somehow becomes like you're defiling the holy city. Yeah, exactly. It, you yeah. don't even know what. what no, yeah. and it, it's working because I'm like, absolutely not. Uh, in a cave that is forbidden to visit, is unstable, possible to collapse, and thought to be the location of Bigfoot. This might be my favorite. Okay. Um, <laughs> Who would say yes to this? <laughs> Look, we we think this is where Bigfoot lives. Now, you can't go there, and it might collapse. Exactly. You want to you bang? You want to bang down? You want to get, get crazy? Uh, on top of a specially made pizza that is about 50 feet large, lots of sauce and cheese. Doing this, and then in parentheses, doing this without permission, and the owner might get pissed. I love how it's clearly a hypothetical pizza because it's 50 <laughs> feet large. But then but, suddenly the owner is very real and very grumpy. Yeah. yeah. The, okay. uh, mind you, the owner is Wesley Snipes. <laughs> He, this is part of the Putnam Land deal. What if, what if the guy hid all his money in the fifty foot pizza? Hey, hey, <laughs> get out of there, kids! Get out of there! They're like, there's so much cash in here. Uh, uh, having sex atop a hovering plane that is hovering in one stop, one quarter mile from the ground. I don't understand the specificity of these, right? Now, I would have sex on that plane just to see how that plane fucking works because that's not how planes usually work with the hover. Yeah, no, they don't hover. Don't helicopters hover? But yeah, planes? yeah, but time. not planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Okay. Yeah. So uh, now I did just go ahead 
Um, again, it got a little lazy. We can't come up with all the bad ideas. Now we have this robot assistant. So I asked our lovely artificial intelligence uh, writer to help us. And so I gave it the prompt, would you have sex in the following places if you were asked, brainstormed ideas for places to have sex. And here is what uh, the artificial intelligence spit out. We've got a few of our suggestions too. Naked buns, parentheses, cigarettes. <laughs> Bubbies, parentheses, erections. Mm, Busty girls, right. parentheses, assholes. None of this is right. Girls, the sex shop, parentheses, bathrooms. <laughs> Raunchy men, parentheses, erection. Wow. Dicks, parentheses, cigarettes. Okay, that one, that one, okay. What does that mean, Sony? No, I just mean, uh, is it dicks, parentheses, cigarettes? A cigarette's a phallic symbol. I see the connection. I don't see the Bubby's erection connection or any of the other ones. Stuffed animals, parentheses, cigs. Yes, the what does that mean? I, I don't know. Cigarette butts, parentheses, erection. I, Wait, yeah. did you just say it got lazy? Yeah, it's it wrote out cigarettes like five times I know, but, and then just abbreviated cigs. I love how the AI specialist and correction person's like the algorithm got lazy. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Um, yeah. So yeah, these, these are these are not good. No, I mean, would you rather have sex in a cigarette or the sex shop bathroom? Mm, I mean. How the cigarette has to be pretty big, I guess, right? Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's on top. Yeah, of but that then pizza. there's plants and cream. That, 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 that pizza is smoking the cigarette. It's a giant. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it so it seems like the algorithm, although it's excellent at uh, producing kind of concrete prose, is <laughs> not good at just spitting out phrases of raunchy places to have sex Apparently we're gonna have to quit we're gonna have to quibble with the creators about that it's not it's not illegal keg party in new mexico good like us human beings are like it can't it can't meet that high quality level uh yeah i think that's gonna do it for us folks thank you for listening uh please like us on your podcast app go ahead and subscribe even more importantly than subscribing if you like the show tell a friend uh, maybe post about it on Facebook. Tweet your support. Hashtag so bad it's bad. Especially, you, can tell, you can even tell people you don't like because then you can waste 46 minutes of their time too. Yes, exactly. Think, yeah. Give this to your worst enemies. Yes, agreed. Uh, uh, if you have, if, if you're a famous person, if you have like a bazillion followers, if you're like, you know. Uh, like literal followers. Only like, if they follow, they actually follow you around like the yes, Pied Piper. If you have a black supremacy uh, cult then please uh, feel free to tell your followers about us. Also, please send us your ideas for us to discuss on Twitter. Use the hashtag so bad it's bad or email us at ideas at so bad it's bad.com. I'm John Lester. I'm Sonesh Chainani. And we're out. <laughs>